0: Good morning. My name is Chris McDaniel, senior pastor here at Trinity in Atlanta, Georgia, and welcome to our daily podcast for this Monday. I'm going to read a passage from Matthew 25, and then we're going to pray and spend just a little bit of time together thinking about the word of God here at the beginning of our day or whenever it is that you're listening. Matthew 25, verse one, then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom five of them were foolish and five were wise when the foolish took their lamps they took no oil with them but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps as the bridegroom was delayed all of them became drowsy and slept but at midnight there was a shout look here's the bridegroom come out to meet him and then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps the foolish said to the wise give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out but the wise replied no There will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray to the Lord. Father, we ask today for grace to look at the words of Jesus, to hear this teaching, this parable teaching, and to put into practice that which we are thinking about and seeing and being presented with here. I just ask for your grace to grow. In Jesus' name, amen. So it's very clear, as with almost all the parables, that Jesus is telling us a story to illustrate truth about the heart of God, but also to illustrate truth concerning the vulnerability and the fragility of us humans. So today, this is a story that I think uh, is meant to highlight tendencies in our own hearts and lives, and Jesus wants us to grow in self-awareness. So let's let's look at the story. The focus here is on these bridesmaids. They're 10, and make no bones about it, you are a bridesmaid. Um, all of us, uh, every human listening to this story is uh, being invited to see themselves in the space of the bridesmaid. And having oil or not having oil simply means Are you ready for the key moment? Uh, When the key moment comes, will you be ready? Are you ready? N.T. Wright, one of my favorite thinkers, says this, What matters is being ready, being prepared, being wise, thinking ahead, realizing that a crisis is coming sooner or later, and that if you don't make preparations now and keep them in good shape in the meantime, you'll wish you had. So here's what we need to know about Palestinian weddings. Otherwise, I think we'll miss some of the power of this story. Uh, the wedding in question would have taken place in the home of the groom and so i want us to envision uh, everyone hearing this story understood we need to envision it because we don't understand Uh, a huge crowd would have gathered at the groom's house spilling out to the street waiting for the wedding feast to begin the groom and his male friends leave everyone at his house which is where the wedding would take place and they make their way up to the home of the bride so that they can collect her and bring her to the wedding Now, upon arrival at the bride's house, the groom and his friends would escort her back by placing her on an animal to ride through the town. It would have been like a giant, disorganized, powerfully cacophonous parade. Uh, Everyone would have joined in. They would have taken the longest possible route back to the groom's home to kind of parade the gun couple through the streets of their village, their town. It's pretty amazing uh, to imagine. This is way different from the way weddings are done in our day and age. One of my favorite writers on uh, Jewish culture, specifically biblical culture and how it uh, relates or doesn't relate, frankly, to our own understanding, his name is Kenneth Bailey. And this is what he said about this story. He said, this happy group would take the longest possible route back to the groom's home, deliberately wandering through as many streets of the village as possible. So most of the populace would see them and cheer them as they passed. Amazing. But we have a problem. The first thing I think we're supposed to think about once we hear Jesus' teaching is this. These 10 women teach us about the danger of depending on borrowed resources. Now we know the context and the occasion, so let's sit with these women for a minute. Jesus tells the story to have us decide what kind of person we're gonna be. So all 10 have lamps. All 10 have a lamp that is burning. But there are differences. Half of them brought extra olive oil. Half of them did not bring extra oil. So as we think about this, one is prepared for a delay. The other one is thinking, if everything goes according to plan, it'll be fine. I want you to think about what type of person you are in this season in your life. Are you living your life prepared for a delay? Or are you thinking, if everything goes according to plan, we'll be fine? Now, one of the best ways to get some insight into your tendency is to think about uh, a given day or a task. Do you tend to plan your day thinking if everything goes just right, I'll be able to make every appointment, meet every need, get everything done? Or do you build some margin into your day? I think Jesus is getting us to look at our own lives and begin to ask questions about whether or not we're living in such a way that we're able to endure the inevitable delays, the inevitable inefficiencies, what happens when things don't work out just right. Unfortunately for many of us, um, we live our lives thinking, I have just enough to get by if everything goes according to plan. Y'all, and then COVID-19 hits. A health crisis comes. A, a job loss comes. Um, vulnerability division in your family on conversations around race. This emerges. Uh, when these kinds of curveballs come into our uh, the landscape of our lives, we're oftentimes uh, bewildered because we think I don't have enough. I don't have enough to get through this. And so the thing Jesus is, I think, inviting us all to to sit with. The thing he's wanting us to see is that we all have to actually possess our own oil. Uh, oil in this story represents the life of God inside of us. That you can't borrow that life. Ultimately, we have to figure out how to have a sustainable faith and. Frankly, I just want to say I don't think it's as complicated as we want to make it to be. Uh, your life with God is not enough for your friends or your spouse or your, um, your children or your um, members of your small group. Uh, some of us are worn out right now because we're trying to have a life with God for us and for other people. Um, we have to actually say, God, what does it mean for me to take ownership over my own process? Um, And that's a really challenging thing for some of us to do. The second thing I think we're supposed to think about when we sit with a story like this is that life is full of delays and unexpected bumps in the road. Life never goes according to plan. And yet many of us act as if, behave as if we're constantly shocked when life doesn't go according to what we thought it would uh, do. We think, Like every time, we're shocked and surprised. And the truth of the matter is, one of the things Jesus is trying to get us to see in this story is that life never goes according to plan. The groom is delayed, but he eventually gets there. See, part of the point of the story is that the groom was going to be delayed on purpose. That was the way it worked. And I would say to you that things don't go like you want them to go, um, and there's some intention behind that because we have to find out how to have enough life with God to get through these liminal, difficult spaces, these upside down times. So have you ever had an experience uh, of a detour in life that sucked the life and energy right out of you? See, Jesus is saying, I want you to name those places so that you would grow. See, everyone gathered at the groom's house was there in anticipation of a wedding ceremony, um, and they all fall asleep. And while they fall asleep, waiting during the delay, their supplies continue to dwindle. The lamps remain lit on a windowsill, some safe place, and the oil is just diminishing and diminishing. And that's kind of the way life works. Our our oil diminishes. So we have to have some extra. So what happens in the story is that after a lot of waiting, the groom arrives. He arrives suddenly. And the wedding party cries out and says, there he is. The bridegroom's here. Let's all get ready for the wedding. Five of the young women realize that they don't have enough, that their delay has actually uh, depleted their resources. But the other five anticipated a delay and they brought extra. So the five who uh, don't have enough, they demand oil. They say, uh, you have to meet my need. You have to actually um, make up the lack for me. And maybe you're listening to me today and you find yourself in that position that when you run into lack, you look to other people and demand that they'll meet your need, that they'll make up the difference, that they'll understand that you just weren't ready. See, what Jesus is having to do or inviting us to do in this story is to consider how we respond to failure and embarrassment. See, the foolish women in this story demand from others what they are not prepared to have themselves, and then they beg. So it's demanding followed by pleading They bully because they're afraid. Um, Then they give way to desperation and panic. How do you react when you failed? See, the five prepared women tell them, go get your own oil. And I think that's what God tells all of us. He wants us all to have our own oil. Now, he wants you to have an ample supply of life with God before the delay comes. But even in the midst of the delay and the panic, they still have to go get it themselves. And the truth of the matter is each and every one of us have to figure out how to go get the oil. God, I think, invites us to think ahead, prepare ahead. But maybe you're in a situation right now to where you think, well, I didn't think ahead and I'm in the middle of a mess. See, the way this story ends, we're left hanging. And that's the way it often works with parables. We don't know whether they ultimately are able to get their oil and get back in. What we do know is that when they knock on the door, the person inside the door says, I don't know who you are. We're not told what happens next. We're not told how the story ends ultimately. I think what we need to hear in this is that the Lord wants you to work now in this moment on what it looks like to increase your oil supply. Now, in my life, I do that through regular practices of silence and solitude, spiritual practices of reflection and learning how to be with God. I've said this a few times, but in the coming weeks, Uh, Actually, just a couple of short weeks after you listen to this, we're going to be launching, uh, spinning off our daily podcast and launching a new one where my wife and I, Karen, we're going to work together to teach you how to reflect and engage in spiritual practices that will help you grow. And I'm going to tell you, just like thinking ahead, it won't always be fun. And yet I think the Lord is calling us to renew and replenish the reserve of our life so that we become the kinds of people who are able to delay and survive who experience delays and flourish. May God bless you. Amen.